0: This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 35 is brought to you by the No Nonsense Forex Discord Forum. It is time to up your network. It is time to get help on the things you need to get help on, and that's why the No Nonsense Forex Discord Forum is there. Not only for your Forex trading, but on everything we talk about on this podcast. You will find it in the NNFX Plus section of the forum. You're going to find buy and hold, metals, crypto, stocks, Come in and talk with like-minded people. Ever since episode 32 on the Cardano ecosystem, the crypto section has blown up. People putting their heads together to discover new products and new strategies. Don't get left behind. I will put a link down below that will take you to the FAQ section of my website. From there, you can find the link that will take you to the forum, get the help you need, discover new ideas, make friends, up your network, go get it. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and it is time for a review. We need to talk about cash again, and this is going to be kind of a greatest hits episode on a lot of things we have talked about in the past. I'm going to be referencing things from episode 4, episode 30, some of the no-nonsense Forex videos, Uh, but as I said back in episode 4, cash is probably your largest position, And a lot of things have been happening with fiat currency ever since we shot that episode, especially with the United States dollar. We have seen the dollar index go down to levels people don't like. We have seen the dollar index go up to levels that some people are uncomfortable with. We have seen inflation. And we have seen more and more people get soured on the idea of even having cash in the first place. Now, I'm going to assume that the majority of you listening to this podcast right now have access to one of the eight major currencies, and if you really wanted to, you probably have access to the United States dollar as well. I have said in the past that I am short-term bullish on the United States dollar and long-term very bearish and so far so good. Now to clarify, and I have clarified this in the past, when I say long-term bearish, I mean like after all of this craziness has shaken out, and that's going to take years. To put an actual time or date on it, I will not do but I'm thinking maybe more towards the end of this decade, probably at the earliest. I mean, yes, fundamentally, cash is trash. But to not make it a big part of your arsenal right now, unless you are in a country like Venezuela or Turkey or Lebanon or someplace like that, you need a steady amount of cash. You need to always have it on hand for moments like this when there are down markets that you can take advantage of. And you need to make sure the majority of that cash is actually working for you. Because ever since episode four came out, we have seen inflation spike all over the globe. And if you were not having your cash work for you, you were voluntarily losing money. And that's unacceptable. Now to go back a bit. Uh, We have talked about the dollar milkshake theory in the past from Brent Johnson, and this is backed up by Marin Katusa. They both believe in it, and I love the case they make. It's very hard to refute. The inflation camp never really seems to attempt to try and disprove this theory, but Brent made a big mistake when he made this theory, and you and I have talked about this in the past. Episode 30, when I talked about winning my Bitcoin bet, he put an actual time on it. He said, okay, I expect this to happen by this time. And how often do those predictions ever come true? They almost never do. So he got a lot of flack for it, especially when the DXY was right around the 89 level. You know, all of his detractors were doing a victory lap. Uh, but not long ago, the dollar index touched 97, which is, uh, you guys got to understand, the move from 89 to 97 is great. If you move from 89 to 97, things are happening in the world, and generally those things are not good. And what have we seen? We've seen a drop in the stock market. If you take the FANG stocks out of it, there's been a precipitous drop. And then just recently, a couple of the FANG stocks started to come down with it. Now, we've seen this enough times to where we're not going to call a bear market, but we are seeing futility that we have not seen in a long time overall. The crypto market also fell. A lot. Precious metals have done a whole lot of nothing. You know, this money has to go somewhere. And most of it is going into cash. Because this is what happens when markets generally fall. Cash is going to be the number one safe haven people run to, probably for the next five years. More so than gold, which is a safe haven. And much more so than Bitcoin, which is absolutely not a safe haven. And inflation be damned. We hit 7% inflation in the United States, and that is a big deal if it stays that way. Or, of course, if it goes up. But if the markets fall and people get scared, they're going to stop spending their money, which is deflationary, along with all the other aspects of the dollar milkshake theory. And as we know, markets go up and down. And as we know, we want to be there to swoop in when markets drop. How do you do that? you always have cash on hand. There is one market that has dropped a lot, and that is the cryptocurrencies market. These are the times when I start buying. You guys already know I've been involved in Cardano projects, but I am close to getting long signals again on my weekly chart, and prices are much lower than they were last time I got a signal like this. So I want to be locked and loaded, and I am. You guys know I still have that free crypto sitting there from Polkadot, sitting there in a stablecoin, earning yield, and on top of that, I'm probably going to go ahead and dig into the cash I have on hand. Uh, But speaking of crypto, I know there's a lot of you out there who are younger, a lot of you who are big into crypto, and I think the crypto world really did a lot of you a disservice by vilifying cash the way they did. In a lot of ways, like we said, they're not wrong. But it's the when that they conveniently left out. I know a lot of people in the crypto game that are about 95% crypto and 5% cash. This is a tremendous mistake. Because not one of them has the capital to buy anything now without selling anything that they already have. Whoops. Now, younger people can take more chances, I get that, but this strategy is universal. You need cash on hand, not only to pay bills and do all those things, but to take advantage of opportunities when they come, because during the 2020s, those opportunities are going to come often. We talk about them a lot on this podcast, and I know sometimes it's enticing you want to get into as many of them as possible, and I think you should. I don't mention bad opportunities on this podcast. I myself am in the majority of things I talk about, or at the very least have them high up on my watch list. But no matter what, I always make sure I have cash. And this has nothing to do with how much money I make compared to how much money you make compared to how much money you have. It is all about how you allocate it on a percentage basis. And in the short term, always make sure you have cash on hand for at least one or two positions when those times come because we have seen how fast they come our way things used to just steadily go up now they drop a lot quickly and often and you do not want to be undercapitalized when they do because this is how we get things cheaply now yes long term i am getting further and further away from cash I'm not a financial advisor, don't do anything I say, but this is my long-term strategy is to slowly, not quickly, slowly get into more precious metals, stocks, crypto, even you know, land in the metaverse, for Christ's sakes, because I think you know, actual real estate is very, very overpriced right now. I think metaverse land, for the most part, is very underpriced right now. And so over time, cash-wise, I'm seeing my percentages of actual cash go down. Now, this can be very scary for a lot of people because psychologically, they don't think they have money anymore when they see the amount of cash in their bank account go down. I have seen the amount of cash in my bank account go down steadily probably for the last two years, and I could not be happier with it for a couple reasons. One, I'm finally invested in things to a degree where I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. You know, we always want more. I want more. Uh, But for most of my adult life, I didn't have much money at all, certainly not enough to go invest in. You know, I had to keep all of that in cash just in case. But looking back, what I could have done is just go ahead and invest anyway. Why? Because just about everything I'm invested in is very liquid. I can turn it into cash in about one or two days if I had to. And I never once thought to look at it that way. And so one of the main takeaways of this episode is to maybe recognize if you have that fear too, how if you're only comfortable if you see a certain minimum threshold in your own bank account, and to get comfortable with that number going lower. Because one, I think there will be a time this decade where people's spending power really, really starts to dwindle. Most people are not well invested, and I think they're going to pay for it. And second, like I said before, if at any point in time you needed to have cash on hand selling gold is not hard selling crypto is not hard selling stocks is not hard so it's this balancing game it's this push pull always have cash on hand for moments like this when we see precipitous falls in certain markets that we want to take part of all the same long term get more comfortable with having less cash and more actual assets knowing full well that you can turn those assets into cash if an emergency happened. And thankfully, emergencies are very rare. And please make sure that cash is working for you. You've heard me say on this podcast before, I don't like having cash just sitting there doing nothing. You know, the only cash I have sitting around that does nothing goes to bills and like business expenses and things like that. But I'm not kidding. Everything else I have in cash is gaining yield somehow or defending me from a possible breakdown in the United States dollar, which I don't think is going to happen, but I know I could always be wrong. I told you before, I have those foreign bank accounts in Eastern Europe. Those currencies are holding steady. I have stable coin yields. I have an offshore bank that gives me 2.5% yield on my United States dollar, which is not a lot, but that's like 10 times more than most people get on theirs. So I'll take it. Either way, I'm not going to sit there like a sucker and just have my cash lose value when I could have actually done something about it. And regardless of what fiat currency you hold, you should be able to do all of this as well. Now, if you tell your average person that most of your actual cash is held in stablecoins so you can get yield, and foreign bank accounts so you can actually get some you know, real return on your money for once, they're going to think you're crazy because... Their idea of not crazy is just to squirrel away all of their cash and allow inflation to eat it all. But that's why people like them complain about inflation, and people like us don't have to. You know, maybe they'll figure it out someday, but in the meantime, they're the ones who are crazy. We're just early.